You're listening to the Heart-Centered Service Podcast. A podcast to help freelancers create the lifestyle of their dreams while doing work that brings them purpose. I'm your host, Francesca Mamlin. And I'm your other host, Krista Aoki. Each week, we'll release new episodes with tips and personal stories for online service-based entrepreneurs. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 16 of Heart-Centered Service. In this episode, we are continuing our series diving into money and freelance, and we're talking about balancing those books as a freelancer. When you have that to-do list full of things to do for clients, keeping up with your finances is easy to put on the back burner, but keeping up with your finances is also ridiculously important. When you see how money flows in and out of your business, like uh, by viewing your profit and loss statements, you can make informed decisions about how to readjust where your time and your money is going. So today we are so excited to be certified elite QuickBooks Pro Advisor and the owner of Magnolia Solutions, a remote bookkeeping firm, Amanda Altman. Amanda loves helping clients tackle their bookkeeping headaches because it all just makes sense to her. (laughs) And we can't wait to pick her brain about things booking and um as a word of caution this isn't financial advice but we hope this episode will help guide you towards making informed decisions we always recommend talking to trained professionals about your unique situation and with that being said let's dive in amanda why don't you um introduce yourself Hi, everybody. I'm Amanda, and I'm a virtual accountant and consultant, and I offer a variety of bookkeeping and tax services, and I help mostly service-based entrepreneurs, and I help them understand their numbers and increase their profitability so we can grow together and make sense of your numbers. I love how you use sense, like, you guys probably can't tell because it's a podcast, but sense with a C. Like, yes <laughs> it's a fun why did you choose the path of bookkeeping um and why is bookkeeping so important for freelancers that's probably an obvious question but right <laughs> you can humor yeah, it's us. definitely very very important a lot of people you know starting out they don't it's the last thing on their to-do list they only focus it you know once a year during tax time but for me like starting you know 14 years ago or so, I feel so old now, (laughs) you know, working in high school and college, I noticed, you know, all these businesses didn't really know how to run their books correctly, or it was just so unorganized, you know, papers everywhere, they were behind on payments to vendors and taxes, and I saw how frustrating it was, and I worked in all these different aspects, and over time, I'm like, wow, that was just one thing that they, across the board, needed help with, and and just, I've always been go with numbers and being on the computer, I'm a bit of an introvert. So I kind of just said, you know, I really feel bad for them and I want to help them. And I went to work at a CPA firm and that's where I started and learned like all these just different ways to help and increase numbers and cut expenses. So I decided to go down that route and, you know, they're all, all different industries and stuff. But for me, freelancer service-based entrepreneurs that's my niche and that's you know I realized that's where I can help you the most yeah awesome and um what do you think the benefit of um 
tracking your finances early on is. Um, what would you say to someone who um, is, I guess, just getting started with freelancing and they feel like their financial situation is just everywhere and scattered and they don't know how to make sense of it? So from keeping track from day one, if you can, you know, is important. And you, if it's something just, you know, taking a picture of receipts that, you know, you may commingle in the beginning because you don't have a business account if you are just using your personal funds. So you can take that to keep it, have a paper trail. Um, if there's a way, you know, in your area, there's a lot of DIY bookkeeping courses that people may offer that you can kind of go to a local community college, you know, if that's something that you can just take a day. Um, but being on top of them as much as possible, you know, protects you from being late in taxes, paying too much or even too little, you know? And if you don't review your numbers and do your bookkeeping from the beginning, how do you even know you're even profitable? You know, you want to try to start from day one, you're doing your business for a reason, you love what you do and trying to, you know, prepare for the future if you can, and you can hire an expert if you always, you know, you don't know what you're doing. And like me, I can help you make sense of it and figure out what you have to do to be safe and protected. Yeah, it's so important because like, like you just said, you don't know if you're actually profitable unless you're actually looking at your numbers and um, like actually looking at that information. Um, so for, for people who are just starting their businesses um, and they know that it's really important to um, be mindful and knowledgeable about what's going on with their finances, what options do they have? Because I remember when I was first starting out, I barely knew how to organize my personal finances, let alone my business finances. So like, um, like what's the difference between a bookkeeper and an accountant? Like what if you aren't in a place yet where you could hire one of those? Like, what are some things you could do there? Like, what, what advice would you give to somebody who's, like, just starting out and they're like, ugh? Right. <laughs> yeah, you don't know where to look. You know, sometimes it might just be as simple as working working with an accountant or a CPA technically once a year, you know, in the beginning, to, and you just file your taxes once a year with them. And the difference between, like, a bookkeeper and accountant that's a lot of people think of as a CPA. Um, a CPA, you know, they're licensed in their state to work on and file your income taxes every year. And um, then you also have some people are an enrolled agent, which is another um, popular certification where we actually license in all 50 states by the IRS. And so then you have um, in certain states too, you know, you can call yourself an accountant, but if you're not designated with that title, it can get a little tricky. But overall, like I call myself an accountant, but I don't offer um, like income tax services. So I'm not a CPA, but I do offer a variety of accounting services, which is, um, you know, payroll, sales tax. We do a variety of like deep down things, accounts receivable, if you want to really project cash flow and do fancy reports and you know do things for investors stuff like that and um but usually you know even if you start with a spreadsheet that's fine you don't need to have um pay money for a software that you don't need if you just have a couple of transactions a month you know you don't need something crazy 
Um, there are also programs online that, you know, QuickBooks, I, for me, is my favorite. I recommend it, number one. But, you know, it does have a monthly fee. And there are also um, programs like Wave and FreshBooks that are free. But they're very limited to what you can, you know, do with it. It just all depends on what you um, need for your business. Yeah, I'm like two years into this and I still use a spreadsheet because I'm just so over, I get so daunted and overwhelmed with any of the softwares, especially when it comes I, I, to like choosing one. The spreadsheet's been working for me. <laughs> I've seen a, a really popular one that a lot of craft people or like online business is um, paper, and, paper and Spark. Paper, I think I'm saying that correctly. Ooh, uh, I've seen, I follow her on Instagram. She's great. She has all these different spreadsheets that you can buy and add-ons for your, like if you're Amazon or Etsy kind of business and um, they make it really easy to understand your numbers and just type in your um, software for using all that each month. Yeah. And that's oh, good, that's so cool. Like one time, uh, I believe it's just a one time fee you buy the software and then you can just use that, you know? So if you're make a habit of just keeping up with that, that's great, you know, alone too. And you have your numbers to then send off to your CPA at the end of the year. Oh, that's awesome. So it sounds like, um, like there's a lot of options to keep track of the books and kind of what you're basically doing, um, at least in the beginning, is that you are finding some way to keep track of your numbers. Um, and then you're sending that information off to somebody who can help you file your taxes. Would, is that, am I kind of right? That's kind of the bare minimum of what you're doing as a business owner? Spot on. Cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of our listeners, again, are, are really just starting out with their business. That's what I've been observing with um, comments and messages we get on Instagram and group and stuff. Um, so, like, what are some of the first steps that you take towards getting your finances organized, like, beyond that? Like, um, what, how, how do you start to calculate, like, what you should be um, you know, paying yourself and what you should be like putting aside for taxes. Like what are some of the steps that you take there? So um, depending on, you know, your tax rate, the, that's a really hard question to answer for everyone always wants to know how much do you save? How much, you know, um, do I need to pay myself? And that really depends on, you know, if you're married and or if you're single and if you have a lot of different incomes, if you're like investments and real estate stuff. But overall, you know, if you are a small business and it's just you, they kind of say like 28% is an average amount to save for because it covers um, your self-employment tax for what you pay as a business owner. But then you also have like a federal income tax that you have to pay, which is another separate fee, but it gets combined when you file your taxes. It's recommended that, you know, the first year when you're going to save as much as you can for taxes, like you pay yourself, but you're actually taxed on the bottom line of what after all your income comes in and all your expenses are paid out for that year. At the end of the day, at the end of the report, you'll get you'll get your bottom line and that's what you're actually taxed on. So if you actually make a hundred thousand dollars, but at the end of the year, after you pay contractors, gas, you know, your software and all your stuff, you might've only actually made $20,000 cause you had $80,000 in expenses. That $20,000 is what you're actually taxed on. 
and that's the number where you would work with your accountant or CPA to figure out, okay, of that 20,000, how much do I actually owe to the IRS? So that's the first step I actually, you know, is working with an accountant the first year and getting just organized and knowing like, okay, should I have to pay estimated tax payments as well? Cause that's another thing people have heard about, but they don't know what it is. And that's, um, you pay quarterly taxes instead of once a year, because what happens is you make some money, you know, you're making money, making money, but then the, you, you come to file your taxes and you're like, Oh crap. I owe a big chunk of change. And I don't have that, you know, right now to pay. So what you can do is actually your, your, your accountant will give you that actual number to pay, but you can break that into four different payments throughout the year. So it's easier on cash flow for you and you're prepared, you know, okay, on certain dates of the year and it's the same exact every year. And it's, I recommend it for a lot of just small, you know, one million shows that you don't have a lot going on that definitely pay them because you're not on payroll. You don't have a, a W2. You're not getting a paycheck. So you have to cover your, cover your butt, you know, and it's good to, to do that quarterly. Yeah, definitely. So like, um, in general, um, setting aside maybe 28%, depending on your situation for taxes and then paying those quarterly taxes, um, four times per year to just prepare yourself and um, not be surprised by the bill from the IRS uh, come tax time. Exactly. Exactly. Another thing you can also do, you know, is as you grow and if you are meeting clients in person, you know, depending on business, if you're not all online, you know, you can use Dropbox, a program to take pictures of your phone with your receipts, you know, or, um, QuickBooks even has ways you can attach receipts into it. So everything is there. There's a paper trail. If you ever got audited, you know, uh, oh, that's what, that's what that's for. You know, I don't have to go research or figure it out. And um, also, if you can, you know, down the road, as you grow too, you know, the having a bookkeeper or an accountant, you know, for sometimes an account, like a bookkeeper's more feasible. The rates are a little bit lower than what a CPA will charge. Um, so that's another option too, just getting that. And like, that's what I do. So I'll help my clients with everything but your income taxes. I, I can't do that. I'm a certified, but I'm here to do everything else with you guys throughout the year, you know? Okay. Yeah. And I, um, so I work with Amanda and I really love, <laughs> I really love how I can just like, um, let like not think about that area of my business or like and then every every few months you send me an email like oh hey this is your estimated tax payment and this is how this is how you <laughs> submit it um so every for all of my quarterly payments it's just super simple like all i'm doing is uh uploading my receipts and i i track my bookkeeping through quickbooks so um my books are pretty much uh, connected to all of my accounts like PayPal, checkings, credit card, and um, I don't have to give that area very much thought, which is um, really great during busy seasons of my life. Yeah, I'm so glad to be able to help you, and I love working with you. You know, you're 
real fun and easy to work with. And <laughs> it, it, you know, that's what it is. I, you don't have to worry about it. You have your business for a reason. So you could focus on it and having just, you know, someone, you know, I'm, you know, it's not like we're there every day or every second, you know, but Hey, just, you got to pay your taxes next month or, you know, Hey, just so you know, you lost a lot of money last quarter and you may be paying fees for software that you don't know, or, Oh, I haven't used click funnels or something in six months, you know, <laughs> let me actually use it or cancel it. <laughs> yeah. And that's really important too, as, um, as you're managing your finances to kind of do like regular, just like regular assessments of what you're spending your money on and like oh um like i realized that i wasn't using a soft i haven't been using a software to its full extent and so now it's on the chopping block like if i don't use it by the time renewal right. comes I'm not, I'm not going to pay for it again <laughs> and then you know a couple dollars a month doesn't sound bad you know you're like oh i don't feel like going on and canceling or change calling them you know but at the end of the year that times 12 that's a couple hundred or almost depending on how much you know a good chunk yeah. of money that you could have paid yourself or you know, be invested in the business. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So many freelancers I'm sure are like draining money out of their account just because they're not paying attention to that part of it. Um, it's yeah. cool. It's cool that bookkeepers are here because then you can like, have somebody <laughs> watching your finances for you. I try and tell them, you know, if you're eating out too much or, or you know, Hey, you know, if there's ways to, you know, for like Krista, she travels around the world. So you, it's hard, it's hard for you compared to someone who has a physical like office location to get certain deductions, but you, because you're the way you, you're at, you know, located, you're able to still get different types of write-offs. So yeah, yeah. like, um, co like for co-working spaces when I'm working at a co-working space. Um, but what other uh, tax deductions do you see that are common for freelancers and solopreneurs to claim? So the number one for freelance freelancers are software costs. That is obviously, you know, you can't run your business without your website or your CRM or email or whatever. And so that's number one. So any type of software, no matter what it is for your business is deductible. Um, utilities are number one, another one. If you're at home, your cell phone and your internet, you know, you need that yeah. to get online and talk to customers, email them, you know, um, for a lot of people that if you are meeting your clients for lunch or you're going to a conference, an event or whatever, you can um, track, deduct your gas and mileage. And I like this app called Mile IQ, and it's free to download and you can keep track of, you just turn it on and off when you're driving and it keeps track of all your business mileage and you can pull a report from it at the end of the year and it tells you how many how many your business how much is personal and you use that little number when you file your taxes so you know what's my mileage deduction if you're you know a photographer is a, a popular one that travels a lot for and they get a lot of mileage deductions um if you guys use stripe and Square, those, um, you know, are payment processors. So they actually, you know, they take a little fee out of every little deposit you get. So when you are charging your customer for your newest Instagram marketing course for $500, you're actually only getting, you know, 480 something, say. That little difference 
are considered bank fees. So what I do is like I help my clients. I will say, you know, you actually brought in $500 income, but at the end of the day, you only got, you know, 15 of that was bank fees. So um, that makes sure you keep track of all your bank fees. So if you're keeping track of on your own bookkeeping, enter a line in there, you know, how much a month. You can run a report in Square and Stripe and export a little CSV that makes it easier and it tells you at the bottom line how much a month or the year even. Um, vehicle expenses actually, you know, for your car, your car registration fees. So that little yellow tag, you know, little tag, depending on your state you're in. in Florida, I'm in Florida, so it's yellow. Um, <laughs> is deductible any maintenance, like if you need repairs, um, you use your, this is, and this is, you know, only for mainly business owners who use their their car for business purposes not you know you can't have all online and use your personal car like drive around town and say oh yeah <laughs> but um also you know donations are a big one that people forget you know charitable contributions like hey you're helping your community and you're bringing down what you owe on your taxes too and um the last one that's you know is a little tricky and complicated but everyone is always you know wanting about is the home office deduction and that's actually deduction you know they're like you know people think oh, do i have to keep track of that during the year or how does that work you know and that's something that is calculated when you file your taxes once a year and that was something your cpa or accountant will help you with that depending on you know how big your office is and how much you pay overall in your utilities and your your um like maybe rent or something you can calculate a percentage to say you know fifteen hundred dollars of this is my brings it down and um so that's usually those are the top contribution uh, deductions for freelancers and entrepreneurs there's so many <laughs> we'll make a list there of are, the show like notes so that you guys can reference it later um, if you want, and also a list of all the softwares that you've plugged, like there's just so much stuff that, <laughs> that you just dropped there. <laughs> I'll send them to you too. I have a bunch you can link in. Awesome. I love that all the different um, tax deductions that you listed. Yeah, like um, there are some things that people wouldn't even expect. For example, their home office and um, uh, their cell phone bill or that kind of stuff right. like those are all the things that are very like useful in your business and it's and uh, I know um, the last one I forgot to mention was you know for years entertainment was deductible so you could go um take out your buddies you know people go to the golf course or go to a, a movie <laughs> or a game or whatever and you could deduct that but as of last year it's no longer so you have to break that down separately now or Darn. <laughs> do it anymore <laughs> yeah oh that's really interesting too to note yeah um but it's also really good to know that you can um take your like take your clients out for lunch and claim that as a deductible um yeah. and it helps build that relationship uh via like between yourself and your clients so. exactly exactly yeah um, so, uh, how about later down the road? What would you recommend are um, other ways to keep your business finances organized? Um, so, as you grow, you know, the, I like to 
prepare some, you know, workflows and stuff as you can, as you grow, you know, you don't want to, you know, as you grow and you bring on someone, you know, if whether it's a, little, a virtual assistant or you, they're great to help, you know, work out workflows for you and find ways to write down all your tasks for programs and logins and make things that anybody that for a task needs to be done, anyone can follow it. And that's the way to you do that for your bookkeeping. So if you are, you know, at the end of the day, you grow bookkeeping, you're not going to be doing your bookkeeping. You know, you're either going to have someone working for you in an office doing it, or you have, you know, you outsource it. And that's something you can, you work together to, um, like I'll, I use some programs for cash flow, so you can project down the road, like, okay, six months from now, a year from now, how much more do I need to make to do this? You know, so getting, um, as you grow, you have more f money, you know, to pay for those types of services. But um, also, I like, there's a popular method that online for entrepreneurs is called Profit First. And um, I've read the book, I'm not certified in it or anything, Thing, but I, I really believe in like just overall um it, you can go to the website on amazon you know order the book it's a great great book for people to re research and you are able to set a, a, a way that every month you pay yourself you have an account for your operating expenses you have an account for your taxes and your profits so it's a lot of transferring back and forth, you know, but depending on what type of business you're in, you're able to, you have that money already good to go for tax time. And there's a percentage, like, depending on how much you, your operating expenses are, if you, you know, um, you change those little numbers in here, have, you know, you have a spreadsheet and you, that's a great way that you can do it yourself. A lot of business owners, I'll just help them one time and they're good to go and they do it all themselves. Whether you do each deposit or each month, it's a really great way to save. Yeah, I really like that principle of paying yourself first. And the idea behind Profit First is that it's so easy to overlook. For example, with myself, um, I basically didn't pay myself from like profits for my blog for the first year. I just like stashed it away to the side, but Profit First encourages you to, yeah, set that uh, percentage, I believe, uh, of your income to first pay yourself and then think about your um, monthly expenses. Exactly. And so, yeah, that's a really great uh, principle for people to start practicing. Yeah, the author, he believed, you know, owners, business owners were paid the last or not paid at all. And like you said, you saved all your money because you were scared you don't want to touch it or if you're going to owe money for the IRS or whatever, that it's a really great, you know, um, way for definitely like single member business owners to incorporate in their, their accounting. So true. Yeah. I, I feel like I know so many business owners that were like afraid to pay themselves or if they did, it was like too little or too much. Um, so it's good to have a framework when it comes yeah. to that. Yeah. Cause when you have a job, they like tell you what your salary is, but you have to exactly. like, it's it done for you. And you know, they don't teach you that stuff in high school of this is how you pay or even write a check. A lot of people even days don't even know how to write a check, which is fine. You know, a lot, you don't, I don't even have checks anymore, but you know, just basic of accounting terms that 
it's this jargon no one understands and I try you know make it simple for them to understand and instead of just going you know what does this mean what is that and it makes more it makes it more frustrating for you guys yeah there's a lot to there's a lot to learn when it comes to it's like a really different way of managing your finances because you're not just managing your personal finances anymore you're like um looking at um software costs or conferences or networking um meetings and you're um, making decisions about okay where do I want to put my like where do I want to put my money how much do I myself it's there are so many different questions that you're asking yourself versus like oh i'm getting my paycheck the taxes are already deducted because or taxes are already deducted by my employer um and how am i going to spend this money for myself you're really thinking about um uh you're really thinking about every month like oh, okay uh there's this chunk of change that i have how can i use this to to uh, kind of like grow, like how can I grow my business with this right. portion of money? It's a definitely a different way of thinking. Right, because it's very important, like I said, you know, doing it from the beginning at least, whether you look at it once every quarter or once every six, you know, four to six months, you try and do that, you know, that you know you're profitable because there's, you know, there's these two terms, revenue and profit. People, you know, it's thrown around here and there where there is a difference, you know, at the, um, you may, people are saying, you know, they sell, I made six figures in a hundred days, you know, from doing this new service or whatever, you know, but really that's not actually what they made. That's just their revenue. It's called, that's what you're actually revenue is what you're bringing in at the moment. It's actually deposited in your account, you know, per se profit is after all your expenses are paid. Cause you still have to pay contractors and software fees and bank fees and all this stuff that at the end of the day you might have brought in a hundred thousand but you're only you might have nothing left over and that's where you know it can be confusing for people like to say I made this much but you really <laughs> yeah and when you're like setting revenue goals with your business it's really important to remember that because you can sit there and be like yeah I want to bring in like $4,000 this month, but if you want to bring in $4,000, like, into your bank account this month, that means that you're going to have to, like, earn more than that for your business, so that you right. can actually, like, and if you're not, you, you know, keeping track on a spreadsheet or a, a software, you know, a lot of people just, look, you know, go by the daily bank account balance, so instead of you're not using a software or a spreadsheet, you know, to keep track of your, your, accounting a lot of people may just go by their bank account balance they check it every day and they're like, okay this is how much i have to spend and they don't realize you forget about payments coming up if you're on auto pay for certain things or you know you have to pay someone by a certain date that if you don't have enough coming in to pay them to go out you know it's it can get really hard to keep your business afloat yeah definitely so it this emphasizes the importance uh, importance of keeping track of your spending and um, really uh, anticipating those costs in the future to um, kind of, yeah to kind of try to balance your your budget every month. Um, but yeah, with that being said, I think we can. I think we've covered everything that we wanted to. So. 
Um, thanks so much, Amanda, for coming onto the show. Can you let everyone know how to connect with you? Sure thing. I love being on and talking more, you know, how I, how bookkeeping for freelancers is very important, you know, especially from day one. And you can go to my website, uh, www.magnolia, like the flower, virtual.com. And you can email or schedule a free consultation there if you ever just have some quick questions and, you know, find out more about my accounting services. Cool. Yeah, we'll have those linked in the show notes. And thank you again so much for taking the time to be on this podcast. Um, this is such important information. Um, and there's way too many people out there who don't know about all of this bookkeeping and financial stuff. Um, so we appreciate you coming on here and sharing everything you know. Of course, I've had a great time. And, and you know, it's always best to speak to an accountant accountant or CPA for your own personal situation to get the best deductions and pay less in taxes because a lot of people end up overpaying and it's important to, you know, pay as little as you can legally. Yeah, that's, that's probably <laughs> the most important thing that we can leave you with. So everyone have a really wonderful week. Um, come check in with our community at heartcenteredservice.co. Um, connect with us on Instagram. Let us know what you think of this episode. If you have any other um, things you want us to talk about money-wise or otherwise. And yeah, uh, we will be back in here next week. Bye, everyone. Aloha.